Welcome to In Focus. I'm John Lieberman, a very special guest today. Max Wessel joining us from the West Coast of the U.S., Chief Innovation Officer at SAP. Max, it's good to see you. It's great to be seen. Thanks for having me, John. No, thanks for your time. I trust that you and your family are staying safe. Uh, we are doing our best, all things considered. The team is doing quite well, and the family is staying quite safe. All right, excellent. So let's hop in. You know, you of all people know that this term innovation is thrown around like uh, it's become just a common part of our vernacular. So first, just tell the audience, what is a chief innovation officer for a company like SAP? What do you do? Well, first, I'll start by saying at a company like SAP, it's impossible to concentrate innovation in any one part of the organization. We have 400,000 customers that require us to push the boundaries of what we're doing in everything from product to how we deliver and support our software. And that means the teams across SAP have to be empowered to drive innovation all over. I mean, innovation is where invention meets commercialization. And the reality is that is everyone's job. In my role, I really believe the charter is twofold. One is to evangelize and educate around how we can be making improvements for our customers at all parts of the company. And the second is to steward some of the projects that are farther out in the future, where driving that invention requires patience and focus and attention over a period of years. So there are obviously short-term wins and then there's a lot of long-term visioning, right? Absolutely. Let me ask you this, because I know you, you talk to customers a lot. Obviously, we're still in the middle of a global pandemic. When you're talking to customers, what are they saying in terms of innovation, particularly customers that are just trying to kind of weather this storm? What are you hearing out there? There used to be a lot of conversation around what I'd call reimagination. How do we invent new processes to combat digital disruptors that are attacking us from the bottom up? When COVID-19 hit, I think everybody entered a very different mode, which was how do we respond to a world that we didn't think would, would exist and we were probably unprepared for? And I think that's pretty common. And so I talked to about five, 10 CIOs a week, and I would say the most common thread right now is how do I use innovation to increase flexibility? We talked about this a little bit earlier, but the real drive of every company now needs to be experiment. Experiment to bring new methods of creating value for your customers to market because the day-to-day -day operations that existed in 2019 don't exist anymore. And so new tools and solutions that SAP can bring to the table that make it cheaper, faster, and easier to deploy those processes is what we have to concentrate on and what we have to work with our customers to enable. Yeah, when you're talking to these CIOs, what are their main pain points right now? They've got to emancipate cash from the balance sheet. It, for them, there is this highly uncertain environment that they exist in today, and their job is figure out what can be deprioritized and figure out what can be automated so that they can bring 
new capital and investment to market in the places that will reinforce their business. So I think there is this very clear position. We need to free up cash. We need to spend on the things that are going to allow us to transform. We have to change the business much faster than we thought we would before. I mean, I use this example pretty regularly. If you look at last month's e-commerce spend, we went up from 50% of the 15% of the US economy to 30%. That's a 100% growth as a share of wallet. And so if you were a company that was lagging behind or had a very patient transformation process to enable omni-channel selling, your world has blown up and you have to really rethink and reinvest in that digital transformation. Well, in a lot of ways, don't you think COVID-19 has kind of made the hypothetical reality? So we've always kind of talked to people about hypothetically this could happen, but once these businesses now see the reality, how does that set up their mindset for the future too? I think a lot of people are realizing the fallacy of uh, predictable environment. I mean, we lived in the biggest bull market that the world had ever seen. And that gave us a lot of false sense of stability. And what I see from our customers in conversation is that they are realizing it's not just this this need to transform, but it's also the need to be adaptable over time. So that the issue of supply chain resilience and demand planning has come up in a way in the last two months that it probably hasn't come up for a decade. Not because it wasn't important, but because we had this false belief that the world was this very predictable beast when the reality is there are a lot of things out of our control. (laughs) That is for sure. We're seeing that. Um, I've heard you talk about organic innovation. What what is that and what's, what's the goal there? There are two ways a company can grow. A company can grow inorganically by acquiring or partnering for different paths forward, or a company can build and grow its own new revenue. One of our big focuses at SAP is bringing a great deal of organic innovation to market. In part, this is because we realize that increasingly in a cloud world, probably different for for many IT vendors over the last 30 years, the value of having a strong platform in place that can extend value in a number of different situations is immensely high. And we have that at SAP with the cloud platform. Mm -hmm. And what we are trying to do is use that foundation to deliver innovation more rapidly in a variety of different spaces. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Also, I did want to ask you, obviously, it's a billion dollar question. How do you future proof your business? I know there isn't uh, a black and white answer there, but what are some things that companies can do? If it were easy, my job would not exist. So right. I'm, I am at least thankful from an employment perspective that it's a hard problem to solve. And I think at SAP, we have a particularly unique position on this. There are really two ways you can future-proof an organization and you have to do both. The first is you think about the things that can derail your business. For us, the example I'd use is a hypothetical quantum computer there's a lot of noise in the valley around when a quantum computer will be built and when all of our encryption schemes go away. 
quantum com computation is probably not good at a lot of things, but the one thing we're all pretty much in agreement on is when somebody builds one of those computers, it will break RSA and security issues will be pervasive. For us, there's huge downside if all of a sudden all software in the world becomes insecure. To future-proof SAP, we invest a lot of effort in building a bl blueprint to get to a quantum-safe ERP implementation. What would be required in this state of the world where a computer exists that can have this computational power in the next five years in order to make sure all of our customers and all of our software is defensible? That's one type. It's protecting against downside. The other piece that's probably more inspirational and more exciting for a lot of companies out there is how do you unlock growth? And we use a pretty standard framework around disruption here where we believe that by making software, really any good or service, cheaper and more accessible by allowing people who were never previously afforded the opportunity to use software in a given situation, the ability to derive value from it, we can unlock massive amounts of value in a market. Whether that's using our technology to automate the provision of new services so you don't need uh, human consultants or BPO vendors to, to go and manually enter mundane uh, data into a system, or whether that's enabling people to build truly new business models because we've given them a flexible foundation. We believe in those types of environments, we can unlock growth and help propel the top line forward. If I'm hearing you right, Max, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what you're saying overall is that despite this pandemic or maybe because of it, now really is the time to innovate. It's not the time to just think about survival. It truly is the time to innovate. Absolutely. There are a couple of truths in this world. The world will continue spinning. The sun will continue rising. And like every major crisis before this, we will get through it. And the question for all corporate executives, for all members of IT organizations, really for anybody who is competing in the business world, is how do you prepare yourself for that time when we reemerge? Your competition will move forward invariably. And so how do you invest, change your business, and adapt to the situation that we know will emerge as we exit this crisis? When everything reaccelerates, you want to be the vendor of choice yeah. to support your customers. And that and means just, you have to invest in innovation. Yeah. And I'm just curious, Max, when you're talking to these CIOs, to your customers, um, is it a hard sell asking them to focus not only on the immediate future, so maybe two to six months, but the six months plus? Is it hard to get them to think that way? Because as you said, all we know is it's going to be uncertain right now. The amazing thing is that these two issues are not incongruent. When I talk to CIOs, the light bulb goes off when they realize that the same steps that they needed to take for the long term before are the things that stabilize them now. We moved in the last 30 years from a world where standard experience and delivering products at scale allowed us to lower price and satisfy more customers 
to a world where every end user wants a personalized experience. They want a solution that fits them and suits their needs in the moment. And that requires a flexible foundation, whether it's flexibility in the back office or flexibility at the point of sale. And that same capability is what will allow you to adapt on the fly to the processes that need to exist for a COVID-19 world and to change as we get back into the office, as we our retail chains open back up, because we need to adapt in real time right now across our organizations. And that foundation is the same foundation that will allow our customers to adapt experiences for their end users as the world continues to evolve. And so that's when, you know, the light bulb goes off and the realization occurs that innovation and response are not incompatible. Good stuff, Max. Well, we could talk for a long time, but we got to, we got to let you get back to work. I know you have a lot going on out in Palo Alto. We appreciate your time, Max, and uh, stay safe. Absolutely. You be well.